What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to run through our winners of the weekend from SEC Week 9, ahead of some big, big matchups coming in Week 10. Also, who depressed us? Who were our winners of the weekend? And how did the coaches poll shake up this week? All that coming your way. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's give you our winners of the weekend. Winner. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we start in Jacksonville with the largest outdoor cocktail party. Brock Bowers, five catches, 154 yards, and a touchdown in Georgia's 42-20 win over the Florida Gators. Bowers' day was highlighted by a ridiculous tipped pass that was tipped kind of multiple times in the air. He was able to wrangle it in for a 73-yard score. It was the most receiving yards in a game by a Georgia tight end since Randy McMichael back in 2000. Brock Bowers now fourth in the SEC receiving yards, leads all SEC tight ends by quite a large margin. Give Florida a little credit in this one. They were getting blown out, managed to make it a one-score game before the Bulldogs pulled away again, but a shutout also goes to the Georgia defense. They got a season-tying three sacks, a season-high tying three sacks in this one. Those uh, came uh, came into this game dead last in the SEC with just seven sacks. Still dead last, but at least now they have 10 sacks on the year. Stetson Bennett, he threw for 316 yards, two touchdowns, two INTs, and the Bulldogs rushed for 239 yards. But it was Brock Bowers' play that stood out most. He continues to impress every week for Georgia. He's been their leading receiver in a handful of games this year, and now a huge matchup at home versus Tennessee coming this weekend. Should be a lot of offensive fireworks in that one. Speaking of Tennessee, all this season the narrative has been, yes, Tennessee's offense is led by Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt, and it is near unstoppable. But the defense is not great. That's been the narrative. But that same vault defense, they came to play versus 19th-ranked Kentucky on Saturday in Knoxville, getting after Wildcat quarterback Will Levis, holding him to just 98 yards passing, no touchdowns, not one, not two, but three interceptions. They held running back Chris Rodriguez to just 64 yards rushing, and they held Kentucky to 107 rushing on the day. Juwan Mitchell, Brandon Turnage, Danico Slaughter all had interceptions in this one. They racked up four sacks on the day, led by Byron Young. And uh, they've just been so, so good. This was as dominant as the vault defenses looked all year. And it comes at a perfect time as they head into Athens to play number one ranked Georgia. It was the fewest points allowed versus an SEC opponent since 2008 for the Vols. They needed that one. They should uh, should show some love in this one to the offense as well. Hendon Hooker was 19 for 25, 245 yards, three touchdowns. While Jalen Hyatt, five catches, 138 yards, two touchdowns. 
Hyatt continues to lead the SEC in total receiving yards by a large margin. Monster game coming up this weekend, albeit the SEC East title on the line. Going to be a fun one. We'll talk about it throughout the week. Another winner of the weekend. How about Quinchon Judkins at Ole Miss? Following their loss at LSU a week ago, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss leaned on their run game once again, led by, led by Quinchon Judkins, who had his best rushing game of the season. 34 carries, 205 rushing yards, and a score. The Rebels averaged over six yards a carry as they racked up 390 rushing yards against the Aggies. And Judkins now second in the SEC in total rushing yards, just behind Rocket Sanders. Get to him in a second. Crazy good performance by a true freshman in Judkins as he went over the 1,000-yard rushing mark on the year. Jackson Dart, he had 95 rushing yards in this one. His backfield mate, Zach Evans, uh, he was back this week. He had 75 yards rushing, but Ole Miss sits here now at 8-1 overall, 4-1 in the SEC, still very much alive in the SEC West race, and Judkins is a big reason why. Look, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're actually rooting for Alabama this week against LSU because LSU beats you already. If Alabama beats LSU, then next week when you get Alabama, that will be for the SEC West title. So, going to be uh going to be a fun one to see what uh what they can do. So, uh Ole Miss they get a bye this week as they prepare for Alabama. But congrats to uh Ole Miss for beating Texas A&M, another winner of the weekend. We mentioned him a second ago, but Rocket Sanders for Arkansas. We expected him to run rampant this week against a weak Auburn run defense, and he did just that. 16 carries, 171 rushing yards. He broke off a 76-yard run in this one. As a team, the Razorbacks ran for 286 yards in their 41-27 win over Auburn. Sanders continues to lead the SEC in rushing yards. He went, for the, uh, went over the 1,000-yard mark with 1,041 rushing yards just ahead of Quinchon Judkins. And Sanders became the first Arkansas player with 170 more rushing yards in consecutive games since Niall Davis did it back in 2010. Next up for the Hogs, an intriguing game versus a top 25 team in Hugh Freeze's Liberty Flames. That'll be this Saturday afternoon from Fayetteville, Liberty at Arkansas. That's going to be a fun one. Another winner of the weekend. How about Dominic Lovett over at Mizzou on a team that brought in five-star freshman wide receiver Luther Burden. It has been Dominic Lovett who has grabbed the spotlight more often than not this season for Mizzou. Lovett, 10 catches, 148 yards this week in Mizzou's 23-10 win over the Gamecocks in South Carolina. And Lovett has really helped first-year starting quarterback Brady Cook move this offense. They did a good job of moving the chains. They went 8-for-16 on third downs at Carolina. Lovett is third in receiving yards in the SEC behind just Jalen Hyde and Jonathan Mingo. So he is having a fantastic season. A big win for Eli Drinkwitz, who has now won two straight SEC games after starting conference play at 0-3 at close losses to Auburn, Georgia, and Florida. Next up, they will host Kentucky on Saturday morning. Yet another winnable game for Mizzou. We'll see if they can make it three straight in the SEC. And lastly, our winner of the weekend. I know it was a loss. Aggies lost 31-28, but with Haynes King out, Jimbo Fisher kept it quiet all week as they started the true freshman Connor Wegman against Ole Miss. And Wegman performed very well. He went 28 for 44 for 338 yards, four touchdown passes, no turnovers. Keep in mind, this is an offense already missing their 
uh, best receiver in Anaya Smith. Uh, Wegman was one of the top quarterback recruits in the country a year ago, and he looked really good, giving some life to an offense that has really been anemic in recent weeks. And uh, Wegman was a little banged up towards the end of the game, but Jimbo Fisher said the trainers cleared him. He stayed in there. Aggies will try to get their fourth win of the season this weekend as they host the Florida Gators, but had to show a little uh, love to Connor Wegman. Very impressive. First time starting in the SEC. Four touchdown passes, no turnovers. Very, very good performance by him. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up, we'll give you who depressed in week nine in the SEC. That's coming your way in just a second. We need to remind you folks about our friends over at Bet Online. It is that time of year where we got everything going on. Baseball is uh, still going on. You've got uh, NBA has started up, college football, NFL, all of it's going on. And Bet Online is your number one source for all things uh, betting throughout the sports season, particularly football and with basketball about to start up. Uh, college basketball, I should say. And uh, for all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts, uh, head on over to Bet Online. As always, they remain your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way for you to check in on all your favorite games and events. All the sports, they've got it up there. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device and learn more. They've got a lot of the early betting lines already for the games coming up this weekend. You feel pretty good about that uh, Tennessee-Georgia game one way or the other. BetOnline has got you covered with what you need to know. Head on over to their website today. It is BetOnline. BetOnline is where the game starts. on here locked on sec thank you guys again for making locked on sec your first listen every day we got to jump back into this thing we gave you our winners of the weekend now let's get to who depressed as we start with kentucky quarterback will levis levis played one of his worst games of his career 16 for 27 for just 98 yards no touchdowns three interceptions was sacked four times in knoxville Rough day at the office for Levis. Keep in mind, there was buzz coming into this year that Levis could be the first overall pick in next year's draft, or at least a top 10 pick. And look, one game's not going to make or break that, but rough day. And it was just the third time in 118 meetings between Kentucky and Tennessee that both teams came into the game ranked. You would have thought Kentucky was not a ranked team with the way they played. It was a game that got out of hand very quickly. And look, to be fair, that Kentucky offensive line has not been good for Levis. They have done him no favors. But Will Levis had as bleak of a performance as he's had since he's gotten to Lexington. And uh, he's going to have to bounce back very quickly. But rough, rough day for everybody. Mark Stoops, what happened? Keep in mind, a lot of people thought, you know, I think uh, some of the experts had picked Tennessee or uh, Kentucky to finish ahead of Tennessee in the SEC East standings this year. Oof. They look like two different teams on two different planets in that game. Another disappointed, depressed of the weekend. The Florida defense giving up 555 total yards of offense to Georgia. Uh, look, I do need to give a couple guys some love. Amari Bernie pl- played his butt off. He had an interception, forced fumble, a tackle for a loss, a pass defense, two quarterback hurries. Uh, Perkins had an INT. Trey Dean recovered a fumble. But Georgia averaged six yards per rushing attempt, ran for 239 on the ground. Stetson Bennett hit him for over 300 yards in the air. And the Gators dropped to a dismal 
one and four in SEC play. They're near the bottom of college football in yards allowed per game at 445, just ahead of Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Again, thought Florida's defense could at least be respectable this year. They are not. They got uh, an early one coming this weekend, heading out to College Station to take on Texas A&M for an 11 a.m. Central kickoff. We'll see if they can do any better this weekend. Speaking of Texas A&M, I've got their defense in the depressed category. This is a defense loaded with five-star talent. Remember, they just signed a number one recruiting class, a bunch of big D linemen. They gave up 530 yards of offense to Ole Miss, 390 on the ground. Ole Miss averaged over six yards a carry. McKinley Jackson had the lone sack of the day for the Aggies. They did have 10 tackles for a loss, but... Struggle to get after the opposing quarterback and, again, struggle to slow down that run game consistently for Ole Miss. 31 points given up to Ole Miss. They gave up 30 to South Carolina. They gave up 42 to Mississippi State. This A&M defense, too many talented players to play as poorly as they have for much of this season. So, A&M defense, get your stuff together. Another depressed of the weekend. I got the South Carolina run game. What happened? Marshawn Lloyd, one of the better running backs in the SEC, he had just seven carries for 30 yards this week, a total of 32 net yards rushing. Spencer Rattler just, uh, it's been a lot of mediocre to bad play at times. And this is a Missouri defense. They keep in mind, gave up 230 rush yards to Florida, 170 to Georgia, 235 to Kansas State. South Carolina just could not do anything to run the ball effectively against that Missouri front. It was a deflating loss for Shane Beamer's crew. Look, they just picked up wins over Kentucky and Texas A&M. They jumped into the top 25 for the first time in a while. Well, they fall out of the rankings that quickly after a 13-point loss at home to an unranked Missouri team. The Gamecocks should bounce back this week with a road trip to Vanderbilt. Should be able to get that ground game going again particularly Marshawn Lloyd, too good of a running back to be slowed down like he was this past weekend. And another deep press of the weekend, I'm putting the Auburn defense in here. Gave a 520 yards of offense to Arkansas, 286 rushing yards. I know this season has gone sideways for Brian Harson and his crew, sitting here at 3-5 and five overall, 1-4 and four in the SEC. And, of course, it still feels like he is dead man walking, but... The Tigers have now had three straight double-digit losses. That is the long, longest such streak at Auburn since 1976. A report came out over the weekend that uh, Auburn was discussing their athletic director opening with Mississippi State AD John Cohen. Cohen in his seventh year as the AD at Mississippi State. Be one of those rare in-conference, you know, uh, lateral moves, I guess you could say. He would replace Alan Green, who negotiated uh, his departure from Auburn in August as his contract was set to expire. It is believed that once Auburn makes their athletic director hire, uh, that that person will make a decision at some point on Brian Harson's future. Look, I think that decision's already been made, uh, but Harson's future continue to look bleaker and bleaker by the week. I gave him credit for you know, his team's not fighting, and you know, at one point they were playing pretty competitive against Arkansas on this one, but... Still a loss and ugly football over on the Plains with a lot of talented players there, not able to get it done. There you have it. Those are our depressed of the weekend.
in SEC Week 9. Coming up next, we'll run through some of the SEC teams in the coaches' poll and how that kind of changed up this weekend. That's coming your way next. Continue on here at Locked On SEC and jumping right into it, the USA Today coaches poll being released yesterday after week nine of the SEC and college football season. And look, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, they remained number one in the rankings after taking down the Florida Gators 42-20 to to move to 8-0 on the season. Tennessee, who plays at Georgia this coming Saturday, they beat up Kentucky 44-6 at Tennessee, number three in the country. So it seems crazy to, to look at these rankings and see Georgia 1 and Tennessee 3, but that's what we're going to get this weekend. Number one versus number three in Athens for the SEC East title. Going to be a lot of fun. It, cra- it, it just feels surreal to see what Josh Heupel has done with the Vols. They're number three in the country. Ball fans must be pinching themselves still. It's uh, It's been a phenomenal season and one of their more impressive wins of the year coming this past weekend. So number one versus number three battle in Athens this weekend between the SEC's two remaining undefeated teams. Uh, Ohio State came in number two, Michigan number four, uh, Clemson was number five, Alabama, who had their bye week, they're still sitting there at number six. They will take on LSU in Baton Rouge. LSU moved up a spot. They are number 17 in the country um other sec teams coming in here Ole miss still in the uh, they moved up a spot there number 10 so Ole miss still viewed as a top 10 team in the country after their win over texas a&m and uh kentucky even after their beatdown in knoxville still hanging high in the top 25 as the number 24 team in the country so just to recap it's georgia number one it's tennessee number three alabama number six Ole Miss number 10, and then you got to go down to LSU at number 17, and Kentucky at number 24. And then the other note we pointed out here, Liberty jumping into the top 25, coming in at number 23 in the coaches' poll. They will visit Arkansas this weekend. That's a big, big game for the Hogs, a game they need to win at home against a really good team coached by Hugh Freeze. So that's how the coaches' poll shakes up after week 9 heading into week 10. And again, just two monster matchups. Georgia versus Tennessee for the rifle thrown to the SEC East. And then it's Alabama, number six Alabama, number 17 LSU, which it's kind of the de facto SEC West championship. But but here's the thing. If LSU wins, they're in the driver's seat for the SEC West, having already beat Ole Miss. If Alabama wins, then... Next week, it's Alabama versus Ole Miss for the SEC West. So, really, for Alabama, you've got two dangerous pitfalls here. You lose to LSU this week, you're probably not going to win the SEC West. If you beat LSU and lose to Ole Miss next week, you're probably, you know, you don't win the SEC West. So, it's just, it's a tough, tough stretch. And if Alabama wants to get to Atlanta, wants to avenge that loss to Tennessee, they're going to have to go through LSU and Ole Miss, beat both of them. To get there. Again, it's probably what the Vegas odds makers have right now. Nick Saban's crew usually uh, bounces back even after a regular season loss and you know runs off a bunch of wins. We'll see what happens uh, this coming weekend. Of course, we'll talk all about those games throughout the week here on 
Locked On SEC. Those are your coaches' poll rankings. I want to remind you guys again, thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Again, thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. You can check us out on YouTube or just keep listening to the podcast version. If that's what you guys listen to, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. This has been Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy here. We'll talk to you guys later this week.